your life in the now supports you to create an amazing and fulfilling life with practical spirituality so that you can overcome your resistive and often negative subconscious mind which blocks, distracts, and sabotages you from becoming your real, true, authentic self. Together we will discover practical, proven methods so that you experience your life and your relationships in a passionate, healthy, and joyous way. This is David Greenwood. Welcome. It's time to live your life in the now. Mindfulness. Is that what you really want? Let's explore what it means to be mindful. You've heard it everywhere. The magazines are full of it. News is full of it. You see it online. Mindfulness. It's like it's taken over the place of meditation. So let's explore what mindfulness means and discover there's many layers to this question because the actual definition to be mindful is to have a full mind. <laughs> and in reality, that's exactly the wrong thing. It's the opposite of what you want. So in the beginning, it's really a bad word. It's a bad word because the implication is you want to fill your mind with something like to distract you from something else. And it really isn't the meaning. There's some really good uh, definitions to be found online. Uh, one definition is the quality or state of being conscious or aware of something. That's a little bit better, but it still has some issues with that definition of being conscious or aware of something. There's a second definition. It goes, a mental state achieved by focusing one's awareness on the present moment, calmly acknowledging and accepting one's feelings, thoughts, and sensations. That's closer, but that still has some issues with it. And we want to go into that and explore this more because I think it's vitally important to understand that state of mind that people are searching for. Why some people might be getting off track and why others may not be going deep enough. And if you don't go deep enough, you're not going to reach that state that everybody seems to be looking for. The state you reach during deep meditation or what they call mindfulness. So what could be wrong with these definitions? Essentially, it has to do with the ego. Now, we're all human beings. We all have egos. Those egos are those parts of our subconscious mind that is protecting us. It literally is subconscious, below your conscious awareness. It's always in movement. It's always aware. It's always protecting you. There's, there's nothing wrong with having an ego. I mean, it takes care of everything. It's your fight, flight, or freeze mentality. It's protecting you. It's beating your heart, fighting infection, digesting food, creating cells in your body. It's the intelligence within you that's meant to protect you. The problem is, as you might have heard before in some of these different podcasts that I've done, is that your ego is a result of the early years of your life when you're growing up when you're very suggestible. And that suggestibility allows you to take in a lot of positive behaviors and a lot of negative ones as well. So our subconscious mind, by the time we're 16 years old and we'd fully developed the analytical mind of beta brainwave, we've been very suggestible and we've taken in a lot of negativity as well as positive beliefs and behaviors. This negativity that we've taken in, the fears, the doubts, the worries, the concerns, I'm not good enough, I can't have what I want, whatever it is, 
is going to color your subconscious programming. So that colored subconscious programming is there to protect you, but it's been skewed by a lot of negativity and it's going to sabotage your efforts in many areas of your life. As we mentioned before, there's many areas of your life where you do well. In those areas, your subconscious is in agreement with what you consciously want. You don't even know there's a subconscious. Everything just flows. That's great. But when you come upon a part of your subconscious that doesn't agree with you, that doesn't believe you deserve it, that doesn't think it's best for you, it's going to block you, distract you, and eventually sabotage you. It's trying to keep you in alignment with the belief of what's best for you. That's not always going to keep you in alignment with your true self, with the deeper you that wants to have this amazing life. Because there's times when your subconscious gets in the way. And that's when the ego is present in a way that is very negative. Now, the healthy ego, the healthy you in that area where everything flows in your life is not blocking you from doing many things. It's only when the unhealthy ego, which needs to stay in control, is present that things don't go as well as you'd like. The healthy ego allows you to do the things you want. The unhealthy ego doesn't. It's been programmed in a negative way and it's going to run counter to what you want. So when it comes to mindfulness, any movement of the ego is not going to get you to mindfulness. Mindfulness is that state of mind where there is no ego. When it's pure awareness, and that's what most of the definitions seem to miss. They always talk about a movement where you are experiencing it, you are doing something. Well, I'm sorry, but you are not there when you're in that wonderful state, the healthy state of mindfulness. It's a pure awareness. It's awareness of the, from this deeper part of you. It's not coming from your ego. There's no you there in those moments. Remember those times when you saw a beautiful sunset or mountain scene or something? There really wasn't you present when you experienced that. It was a pure awareness. And the beauty of it for a moment quieted your ego. So you begin to experience it. And when people do deep meditation or more the healthier mindfulness, it's not a movement of the ego. It's beyond the ego. So any movement, even in meditation, of a part of your ego trying to suppress another part of your ego or quiet you is not going to get you very deep. It's still going to be the ego doing spirituality, the ego being mindful, the ego doing meditation. You might have some quiet moments, but it's not going to be that breakthrough that you really need to experience that intelligence within you, that awareness that is there which is when people talk about mindfulness, I think they're, what, they're really meaning that, that amazing state of awareness and experience beyond yourself. How many times do you get beyond yourself? Well, many people would like to do so, but your ego won't want you to do that. If you go beyond yourself, it's beyond the ego and it's trying to stay in control. It will block you and stop you from doing so. I had some experience of this earlier in my life when I had en encounters with that state of mind where my ego was not there and my ego fought like mad to bring me back. It did. I experienced that dark night of the soul when the ego felt like it was dying and it fought back. And because I hadn't done my emotional growth work, I wasn't able to remain in that state. Of course, 
It was like a pure state of awareness and it didn't last very long. When you do the emotional growth work, the benefit of doing it is that you heal the ego. The ego becomes healthier. That's that's the main result of it. People will come into me for different sessions and sometimes they'll say, well, how do I have a spiritual experience? How do I have an experience beyond myself? And I tell them, okay, it's simple. Just stop thinking. It's that easy and that simple. And it's also that difficult because thought is a movement of the ego. When you're thinking, the ego is present. That's why your brain is always moving, always churning. It's called the monkey mind, the monkey brain. It's always moving because the ego always wants to be there. When the ego is not thinking, it's not there in the same way, consciously for you. This is the unhealthy ego we're talking about. It loses control if it's not thinking and telling you what to do. And when you have a spiritual experience, the ego is quieted. It goes beyond the ego. And then the ego fights to come back in. Even when you have a beautiful sunset or mountain scene or something, immediately your mind will try to jump in and say, oh, it's time to go. We have to get moving. We have to get going again. Whatever it is, it just doesn't like that state of mind because it's not present. It can't control you. It doesn't trust it. When you explore and dialogue with your subconscious mind and your ego, you'll find out that this is true. So mindfulness, the wonderful state of fully being mindful. (laughs) I don't even like that word, but without mind, if you will, without your ego mind, it's pure awareness. And in those moments, you touch your real self. It's not so scary. People think, oh my God, it's like I'm dying. No, it's not like that at all. The problem is your ego believes that's true because to some degree in that moment, it's the ending of the ego. Look, there's nothing wrong with having an ego. There's nothing wrong with being in the present day, in the moment, enjoying life. You need your thoughts. You need your ego to do so many things, but we don't need to have it all the time. It's like getting in a car. Use your car as a way to get somewhere. But when you're done, you get out of the car. You don't need to be in it all day long. You don't need to be in your thoughts all day long either. After you're done with your task or talking to somebody or planning something, you can just stop and let go of the ego. And that's called just moving into the moment. I call it being a modern mystic. In the old days, the mystic walked between two worlds, the spiritual and the physical to help its tribe or its group of people to contact the deeper meaning of life and help explain things. Today, the modern mystic is you and I. Literally, it is open to everyone. It has nothing to do with any one person in particular. It's there like the sun for everybody. When your thoughts slow down, it simply is there. I remember hearing a quote by Krishnamurti once, and he said, the ego always wants to be present, but that otherness, that presence, that whatever it is, is always ready to just come in and connect with you if you just allow it to happen. And what I would like all my clients to do is experience that moment, to experience how amazing it is. Never again will you be afraid of it. But when you have a healthy ego, there is no fear. You feel that, that merging, that oneness, that presence that is there. 
And no matter what you're doing, whether you're taking a walk, whether you're sitting somewhere, it invigorates you, it re-energizes you, and you connect with something so real, so beyond thought, so beyond the ego, so beyond human-made inventions, thoughts in the mind. Now everybody wants to be thinking and using their ego all the time. This is a problem I had with so many men who were involved with the spiritual groups I went through when I was younger. They want to acquire knowledge, acquire knowledge. Let's acquire knowledge about spirituality. Let's understand all these root races and astral projection and aliens and other beings and whatever it is. It's acquiring knowledge to many men is spirituality. And that was because men were terrified with emotions. And they're terrified of letting go, for men are taught to be in control. Now, women do it too, but back in, in the old days of our society, it was the men that really had this issue more than women. Being in control is having the ego be there, in charge. And most men do not want to let go of the ego. So spirituality with them was very headsy, if you will, very analytical. I went through that for the many years. I was involved with many spiritual searches. It was always acquiring knowledge. It wasn't until I did my emotional growth work that I saw and awakened to the fact that you're never going to achieve a deeper connection with that otherness, that presence, that which is beyond thought until you stop thinking, until your ego is quiet, until the ego is healthier. So having a healthy ego allows you to do these things. A healthy ego doesn't block you. It's, it's flowing, it's moving with you, and you are able to experience that oneness without any effort. So mindfulness, the idea behind it, the emptying, the presence, is a great, wonderful idea that you need to explore for yourself to determine whether it fits for you at your very stage of life. But there's nothing to be afraid of. In fact, having that experience will transform your life. I guarantee that. Putting you in touch with something real. We spend our whole life looking for something beyond thought, something that is real. People in their 40s or 50s, when they have these, these middle-aged crises, these moments of feeling like their life has been wasted or they have no direction in life and they've filled their mind and their life with so many things and they begin to look for something that is real you have to go beyond the ego to find what's real but the ego is the known the accumulation of everything you've ever done it's always about the past it will try to interpret things based on its knowledge upon its understanding but the ego can never move into that spiritual sense the spiritual sense whatever word you want to use is beyond the mind beyond the ego Yet the ego, as we said, will always try to capture it, to try to use it, to try to analyze it. And if we get stuck in that, it's just not going to find that level of that pure connection, that amazing presence that is there, that permeating, loving presence that is there everywhere. Now, as a scientist, I, have, I would never try to jump ahead and say that I know what it means. I don't know what it is. You can make up many things about it based on your beliefs, on your ego again, but I'd rather have the pure experience of it than try to understand or know exactly what it is. There's nothing wrong with trying to understand it, of course, but not at the expense of actually connecting with it. 
trying to explain it and interpret is what I'm trying to do right now. I'm trying to put it into words, but my words are just words. They're just meant to point you in the direction and to try to give you a sense of what mindfulness really is and how amazing it is to connect with that, to experience it. Like I said, once you do, you begin to connect with that. Something so beyond you, so real, so amazing that the fears just start falling away. You see a whole new perspective of life. And again, these are just words from me. I want you to experience it for yourself. Do the best you can to heal your ego, to be more positive as you do. It won't block you. And thinking naturally stops. You can't force your thinking to stop. That's an ego forcing another part of your ego. It doesn't work. But when you have a naturally meditative mind, you can move into it when you just stop talking or thinking. It just ends and it's there. And you feel it everywhere. It's always there because you are part of it. It's just the real us. <laughs> so if anything comes of this, the mindfulness it's meant to point you in the right direction. But remember, what matters is who is doing it. If it's you doing it, you, the ego, it's not going to be what it is that will ultimately free you to connect with what is real, what is there, what is waiting for you to open up and merge with it. I hope this sheds a little bit light on that and is something that you can use to help you move forward and to live your life in the now.